Good morning, everyone. This is Greg Robinson, the Unbreakable Man. It's good to be with you all once again on this beautiful Sunday morning. So today I'm going to speak about the fourth of the 12 principles of resolve. And that particular principle is being authoritative and what it means to be authoritative in the context of those principles. So as you all know, I always kind of do a, a brief repeat of what I've done before just to kind of keep it up to date and up to speed on where I'm at. So the very first episode was called, What's the Definition of a Father? These, I talked about briefly the 12 principles. I touched on each one of them. And then this, the next episode after that, episode number two, about being flawed and then i moved on and the next episode after that was about the next principle or principle number two being faithful and then after that i did the third principle being accountable so now today i'm going to talk about as i said before being authoritative and what that means in relation to the 12 principles of resolve and being an unbreakable man. So if I have not explained this before, I will explain it again today, which is not a problem at all. Um, this is authentic, this was real talk. Um, based on experiential expertise. And I think that I learned from God myself, the most high, or as a friend of mine put it, I received a direct download. <laughs> so anyway, in relation to being authoritative, that means that now you have looked at your quirks, your idiosyncrasies, your flaws, your issues, However you want to phrase the problem areas in your life and your personality and your character that you have issues with. Taking a hard, honest look at who you are without filters, without excuse making, without the things that I hear and I've heard in the past and I've also said myself and I've said it before, well, when somebody addresses us with a, a problem area, like or our anger, or not being honest, or there's always something in a particular situation on why you didn't do something, or why it didn't turn out the way you wanted it to, or why you behave a certain way, or why you do certain do certain things a certain way. As in, well, that's just the way I grew up, or that's how I was taught or that's what my uncle did, or that's what grandma did, or that's that's what's in my family. Or this is the way we do things on this side of town. Or this is how I did things in the military. Just because you learn a certain, how should I put this? Just because you learn a certain way of doing things or a particular trait doesn't mean that that necessarily is a blanket rule for everything that you do in your life. And we as individuals, especially men, we have to be ready and willing 
to take the covers off and to expose ourselves and to understand that everything that we have learned in our lives is not necessarily right or true. And, and or they can be right and true, but you can apply the same technique or the same behavior to every situation. There has to be flexibility. There just has to be. And I always like to use myself as an example because this, this is how I learned. Like when I first came off of active duty, um, and even after I came off uh, reserve time, I had a, a specific way of doing things and how I dealt with people. And it was all in a military way. And I'm a veteran of two branches of service. I served in both the Navy and the Army. And during my Navy time, I spent three years uh, voluntarily attached to a Marine Corps infantry unit. So it was all ingrained into my brain. We do things the Marine Corps way because that was superior to everything that I had learned in my mind. I grew up extremely poor, but I grew up old-fashioned. Yes, ma'am. No, ma'am. Yes, sir. No, sir. Excuse me. Thank you. Please, et cetera, et cetera. You speak when you're spoken to. You speak to strangers. You wave hi. You move to the Midwest parts of other countries. You don't do that. It's like, what's wrong with you? Where are you from? So anyway, getting back on track, I would use my military teachings and the way I grew up and how my uncles and different people who were in my lives treated me. And I would apply that to my situations when it came to work my relationships, um, friends, and my wife, and that was just not proper. My wife was not a Marine. My wife was a civilian from the Midwest, um, well-educated, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Um, my children were not little Marines. They were not little sailors. They were not little soldiers. And I could be a bear of a man. That's just putting it nicely. Uh, my coworkers were not Marines. I did not need to walk around with a, for those of you who are not veterans, you may not understand this, but it's kind of a, it's a joke to me. When I first got out, I could not even wear a t-shirt and a pair of shorts without a belt. I had to have my t-shirt tucked I had to have creases in my t-shirt and my sleeves, and I made sure I got tucked in all the excess. And it looked like I was wearing a set of Marine Corps short sleeve dress and uniform and a t-shirt and shorts with a belt with my socks pulled all the way up. They had to be neat and I had to have a gig line and anyway, all that sort of stuff. It was just, and it was kind of insane. Veterans can relate. It's just it's so ingrained in your mind. And so I treated my coworkers like Marines. When I said something um, to those that worked for me, then it was done. They'd tell me I was a little crazy and maybe a little chest and head, and I probably was. I was very high strung. And so people actually walked around in fear of me. And they'd say little things behind my back, but they would never say it to my face. Anyway, that's just how it was. And, uh, but I, I, I say all this to say that, see, my attitude 
was improper. Did I get things done? Yes, but there were no real people skills. There was there was there was none. And then so you I end up alienating my spouse because of my behavior. She understood me to a point, but she used to tell me, say, you don't talk to me. So I said, okay, what do you want to talk about? Let's talk. No, she meant spontaneous conversation. Really genuinely wanting to um, see how I was doing and what was going on, just what couples do. But my mind was like, okay, I'm here. I've got something on my mind. Okay, you want to talk? Okay, let's talk. Kind of like a joke that kind of like the joke that we hear sometimes, like, okay, good talk. All right, all right, okay, talk to you later. Okay, bye. I just couldn't wrap my brain around just having a casual conversation without there being a point to it. I, I thought it was pointless. Now, my friends that I served with, we were, as the saying goes, we're thick as thieves. I don't know what that even means, but that's just the saying. Um, but anyway, I didn't really mean to get in onto a rant. But my point of saying all this was to say, now see how I was taught and how I applied my teachings was not relevant to all situations. And what it did is it caused problems. Well, that's what I mean when I say talk about recognizing your flaws and your issues and understanding where you're at. So I had to learn new communication skills. I had to actually learn how to talk to my wife. I had to understand that I had uh, control issues. I had some anger issues. How I dealt with my children, how I dealt with my wife, how I dealt with my friends, how I dealt with my coworkers, how I dealt with my bosses. I had no fear. How I dealt with people. Um, just how I dealt with life. It was very immature in a lot of ways. It worked great for the military, but it had no place on the outside. And I even detested for a time work, working in the civilian because I had because all my self worth was attached to my military time. I felt like I had no place. I was I was the odd, I was the odd man out. So unless I was talking to another veteran or people that I served with, then things were kind of pointless. You just I was just going in an endless circle that was leading to nowhere. So anyway. So that was me discovering my own, that was part of me discovering my own flaws among other, among many other things that I discovered about myself too as well. But once I really started understanding it and I started looking for ways to resolve it, and that's just one thing, my relationships got better. People dealt with me in a more positive way, a much more positive way. They were willing to help because I wasn't completely closed to outside intervention or advice. The relationship with my children um, developed into a better state. You can't resolve everything, but they did develop into a better state. I really learned how to listen, not in the military sense. I learned how to be constructive and not just to criticize them when, when talking about things. Uh, there was so much that I learned. And then so now I was able to take that and internalize it. Um, I learned how to be a father and not just based upon observations 
from my past where I had no father in my life. And the individuals that I did have in father figure were not good examples. So what you do is you hodgepodge what you see through TV, through videos, through friends and families and acquaintances, and you throw all that together in a bag. Okay, this is what I need to do to be a father and how I need to be a husband. And a lot of times those examples are completely wrong or they're completely off because you just threw, threw together a bunch of stuff like a smorgasbord and you tried to make that work and that doesn't work. So what helped me was once I, I gave my life to God, understood the precepts of what salvation was and all those things, not to diminish God at all. I don't want to get into great length about this at the moment. But I actually prayed and I asked God to teach me how to be a father, how to be a husband, how to be a better man. And God worked on me for 18 years plus, because I'm at my 18th year now. It doesn't mean it's over. But it took him 18 years from the time that I gave my life to him and developed a relationship to build me into the man that I am today. And I still like to say, I still have lots of remnants of old Greg, but I have to keep old Greg in a box, keep him compartmentalized. I understand who he is. Well, that's how I discovered my flaws and understood them. And then as I recognized my issues, then I changed myself because I wanted to be changed. Yeah, that's part of it. When you discover your flaws, you need to want to be changed. And that's where the ability to be faithful comes in. Okay, now that you understand where you're at, what you're doing, now be faithful and continuing, continuing on what you started. Now that you continued on what you started and you understand where you're at and you start resolving these problem areas in your life, now you need to hold yourself accountable to the standard that you set for yourself. Because it, does, it, it, it doesn't matter to a point I want you to do. I'll explain this more in a minute. It doesn't matter what you do in public. What really matters is what you do in private. Because we all put on these public personas, whether we think we do or we, or we think we don't, on how we should behave, how we want people to perceive us. But what really matters is how do you behave in private when you're not visible to others? When no one else can see you, when you can technically hide, that's where the real accountability comes in. We can talk about losing weight all day and you can um, watch what you eat at work and discipline yourself and starve yourself and you, and you put a smile on your face and then you get home behind closed doors when the wife isn't around or the kids or your friends or whatever and you're splurging on that box of Dunkin' Donuts and you're talking about watching your calorie count and what you don't put in your body and what you don't. All you're doing now is fooling yourself. You, you see my point? Well, then what do you do behind closed doors? Instead, you come in and you get a chicken breast without the skin and you bake it and yada, yada, whatever your thing is that you do. I'm just using this as an example. 
So that's where the accountability comes in. Now, the next step is, so now that you have you figured out what your primaries are, now you're being faithful and, 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 and holding yourself to the standard that you started, being faithful to it, not allowing yourself to deviate. Or I could even go so far as to say that faithful is another way of being disciplined and your actions in, in towards fixing your problem areas. Now you're holding yourself accountable and showing integrity in public and private. So now that you've done these three things, these three principles, now you've built up some self-esteem because now you understand that you're not perfect, but you're being perfected by your actions, if that makes any sense. You're not perfect, but you're being perfected by what you're doing. And you're holding, again, you're holding yourself accountable. You've now created a standard for yourself to now live by. And now no one can take that away from you. So now what you've done is you've created a new sense of self-worth for yourself. So now we move on to being authoritative to the, to the fourth principle. And what authoritative means is now that you've built yourself up in some self-worth and some real value, now you can see the issues with other men and young men and people in general, but we're focusing on each other, on men. Now you can say, hey, young man, why are you, why, why are you doing that? You know, maybe you need to work on this and this will help you better in this particular area. Because if, you, because if you're always so quick to speak and you're over-talking someone else and you're not allowing them to convey their ideas, then you're missing out on a whole lot because they may have had a valid point or had some great information in it for you, but you're so busy in your own head trying to get your point across that you've missed it all completely. You see what I mean? So now you're speaking to this other man from a point of wisdom and understanding because you recognize some of his own flaws and how you're able to recognize his flaws now because you're speaking from a point of authority because you recognize your own, you hold yourself faithful and you're accountable to yourself ensuring great integrity. And so now what that does, in turn, that draws people to you. So now you can speak to him in that position of authority because you understand what it is that he needs to do. And now you have a self-worth. And if he takes your constructive criticism, your advice, your wisdom, your knowledge, because your desire is to genuinely help him, now he can start working on his process of at least the first principle of being flawed. Because see, now what you have is between being flawed, being faithful, being accountable, and being authoritative, and now you've completed the, 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 the first step or the first tier of the 12 principles. So now you're on, so now you're on the road to building something great inside of yourself. So now what so now what has been done, so now you have been equipped. So now you have the tools that you need in order to build a better you. 
or a better version of you is a better word, better way to phrase it. Then, after today, and hopefully I'm, I'm helping you all out there. That, that's really just my, that's really my desire. And after today, we'll talk about the next principle and that will be, and that will be being trustworthy. And I'll, I'll go into detail into that during our next episode. Um, but hopefully I've helped you all today. Like I, like I, I know I'm reiterating stuff and maybe being sound repetitive, but it is truly my desire to help as many men as I can. And hopefully I'm helping someone out there. Um, so it is my request to you for those who have taken the time to be kind enough to listen to me because I feel like I have a lot of important information to share. If you have any questions or you want greater details, feel free to email me. Uh, my email for the Unbreakable Man is, it's a long one. It's Greg Robinson at theunbreakableman.live. G-R-E-G-R-O-B-I-N-S-O-N at T-H-E-U-N-B-R-E-A-K-A-B-L-E-M-A-N dot L-I-V-E. Greg Robinson at TheUnbreakableMan.Live. Okay? Hopefully I've helped you, you men out there. And um, until next time, this is The Unbreakable Man signing off.